Okay. One, okay. two, three. That was kind of fun. Wonderful. Great. No wonder, no wonder yeah. you do enjoy podcasting so much. <laughs> um, because we didn't do that down, last time, I had to mm-hmm. uh, just guess at where the recordings should be oh, relative God. to each other and then zoom in on a place and then try to move the tracks around and then listen to it to see if the oh. conversation made sense. And then, like, move Jenny's laughter a little further until it made sense for her to be laughing at something. And then listen to oh, it again. Horrible. And then that part of the conversation made sense. But then I scrolled over to, like, half an hour earlier. And then I checked there. And it was insane. And it kind of... Mm. When you analyze conversation on so granular a level, you start to mm-hmm. have a really weird understanding of, like how dumb most things people say are. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> well, if anybody wanted polished, coherent, brilliant gems of prose from any of us, they would be reading text and not listening to us that is so true. jabber at each other. Speaking of us jabbering at each other, welcome to the podcast Clash of the Typins, that you know what it is, um, and introduce yourself, guest person. Oh, hi, I'm Andrew Plotkin, relatively famous mm-hmm. interactive fiction person. Hi, Andrew Plotkin. Uh, much as I was last, like, are you going to be broadcasting this in one long session, or is it, have I just... These will be two separate episodes, but usually because, like, I think people might have picked up that we do long recording sessions most of the time so people will assume that this is like that we there was no break even though the episodes will be released a while apart right so they and will, even though they're listening to this part right now they still think that it's the same day that we recorded the other part because it was the, the yeah. same dumb. day that we just recorded that thing <laughs> totally the same day yeah I remember all of the running gags from that episode. I I remember well. I I don't remember the clean ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're talking about. So uh, we're gonna play a game today, and we're gonna get into that in a minute, but. I also want to explain that this is the episode where we finally get around to reading <clears throat> Kickstarter backers' custom commands Yay! that you lovely Kickstarter humans did submit. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll 2d6, and then I'm going to get set a timer for that many minutes. And in that many minutes, I will read the first Kickstarter thing and you will have to enter it into the game that we are playing today what is that game this game is called the dream hold which i wrote over 10 years ago as a uh an introductory an introductory thing to get people into interactive fiction who have never played it before i wrote it with the expectation that it would cause a uh, tremendous streaming in of new fans who had learned how to play if from playing the dream hold and that turned out to be wrong um but I had fun writing it. And I had fun playing it. I have played this game before a couple of times. I have never played this game, but I intend to have fun Excellent. playing it. <clears throat> we, we might may, even we may introduce not to, you to sorry. the medium of interactive fiction. Oh! Whoa! 
Oh, jeez. Hey, <laughs> Sorry, that was my microphone falling onto the couch right. from higher up on the couch. I apologize. What were you saying, Andrew? I was saying that we might not get through the whole thing. Oh, I, I kind of doubt we will get through the whole thing, but I, I think that this game is ripe for discussion of design and deep Ooh. conversations about design. Yeah, um, that sounds cool. Feel free to ask me totally random questions during the, the course of things, and I can... Because in our last session, we, we stayed pretty on the game itself. We mostly played a game, but here we're going to talk about a game and get into it real deep. Just super deep. That's that's one of the not clean jokes from last time. Come on. Hey. Is our, is our in-depth conversation going to um, interfere with my learning what interactive fiction is? Yes. Um, I was joking about learning what interactive fiction <laughs> is. You have no hope of understanding <laughs> this medium, oh. Jenny. Okay. Well, then I'll just come along for the ride. If you want. <laughs> I, I could just go home right now. <laughs> go home and sit on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next to my microphone. <laughs> So let's get started. Have you rolled okay, your dice? Great. Yes. Do you do you know how many how many uh, commands do you have on your list? Like thirty. Hmm. Okay. So we're not going to get through all of those either. Oh, we will. Okay. I hope you roll out of twos. Wait. Good point. <laughs> I might roll two d twos and fours. I might roll one d six next time. But we're already partway through the first roll. Okay. Perfect. Um, the dreamhold. Time shifts and flattens, days and decades folding aside like pages in a book. You can see The Dreamhold, a tutorial adventure by Andrew Plotkin, copyright 2003-4. First time players should type about. Release 5, serial number 041231, inform 6.21, library 6 10. You wrench your eyes open. Rough gray stone. Gray stone ceiling. Your head hurts and you're lying on the floor. You're staring at the ceiling, it's rough and gray, and you don't recognize it. <clears throat> you roll slowly, smooth, cold floor, and try to sit up. It hurts. You crawl upright. <clears throat> the walls, rough stone also, scrape your aching fingers. You can't... <clears throat> there was white agony, felt like raw light tearing you apart. You can't remember anything after that. You can't remember anything before that. Gone. You clutch at memory, and there's nothing but empty air. A cell. This space, barely wider than outstretched arms, seems to have been chopped raw and square from unfinished stone. Only the floor is smooth, a fine white surface beneath your feet. There is a narrow gap to, in the east wall. Don't know how to get started? Type help and then hit enter. This game has a lot of uh, tutorial prompts for people who have never played interactive fiction before and don't know why there is a, a blinking cursor staring at them at the bottom of a block of text. Yeah, let's see what happens when we hit help and hit, say enter. Help. Of course, what would probably happen is people would say, there is no enter key, this is a Macintosh, but I can't, I can't do anything about that. <clears throat> help. This tutorial has lots of built-in help on how to play text adventures. To read more, type help followed by whatever it is you want to get help on, and then hit enter. For example, you can type help basics to see the most important IF commands. I kind of want to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. I kind of want to do that. These are the commands you will look that you will use most often. Look or L. Look around the room, repeat the description of everything you see. 
Examine thing or X thing. Look at look more closely at something. Learn more about it. Inventory or I list everything you're carrying. North, south, east, west, etc. Or N S E W. Walk in some direction. For more about these commands or any command used in this game, type help followed by the command word. For example, help look. You might want to start uh, by looking at the help information for all these basic commands. For even more help topics and commands, just type help again. All right. I think I got it. Good. Yeah. That was pretty helpful. So I just want to point out that this is a game that starts with you waking up on the floor with no yes. memory. Yes. And I'm going to assume that this is going to like um, be similar to a situation where Shade was a crappy apartment game? Well, um, sort of. I mean, I'm playing Dreamhold pretty straight in that it really is a, a random wandering around and finding puzzles and solving them game. There, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sneak in a whole bunch of stuff that new players are going to be surprised by if they don't understand the basic conventions that I'm, you know, that I'm messing with. You know, Shade was sure. a crappy apartment game because I was entering it in IF Comp, and IF Comp had a clear understanding of what a crappy apartment game was, and so I could build on that. Dreamhold, I really was trying to replicate my 10-year-old Zork experience of, oh, look, this place is full of things, and I can play with them. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's kind of my favorite kind mm -hmm. of game. Plus, I figured it would be my, my one chance to ever use an amnesia theme ever in my life. So I was just going to like go for it full throttle. Balls to the wall. Uh, that's that's. I guess, I guess the the point that I was trying to get at was more that you can get away with these things. Well, eh. I think that you, the way to get away with such things is to go balls to the wall with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, I don't think it's true that I could get away with it where nobody else could. There are other games like this that, in fact, that work. There are, there are very right. tropey games out there that work great. Anyway, let us have but another one. The one we're playing is this one. Yes. Um, examine me is what I always type. <clears throat> you cannot remember what you look like. It's terrifying. Um, inventory. Inventory. <clears throat> you are carrying a quill pen. You're carrying something unusual. Well, it's hard to say if it's unusual or not just yet. Type examine the pen to take a close look at it. Or just X pen will okay. work. Um, examine can be abbreviated to one letter, and you can always leave out non-essential words like A, an, and the. Let's X that pen. Examine pen. And you are holding a quill pen, a sturdy black feather, its tip carefully cut to a nib. You have no memory of where you got it or when or why. It might be unusual. Can we write on the walls? On walls. You're not sure what to draw. Hmm. 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 Neat. Yeah. Um. I forgot. Did this room have exits? <clears throat> yes. Okay. There's a thingy to the east. <clears throat> I have spontaneously typed look for you. Hey. <laughs> oh, thanks. <clears throat> um, this cell, barely wider than outstretched arms, seems to have been chopped raw and square from unfinished stone. 
only the floor is smooth. There is a narrow gap in the east wall. The cell is not very exciting. You can stay if you want, but life is probably more interesting outside. Let's look at the floor. <laughs> oh, wait. We've got a, we've got, did you hear that? Yes, I did. That was yes. a We have to read a command. This command okay. comes to us from Andrew Watt. Thank you, Andrew Watt. Hi, Andrew Hello. Watt. Uh, Thank you. We need to enter the command dig. Dig. But first, oh. first we examine the floor, right? Yes. We got to see what we're digging oh, sorry. into. Um, look at floor. The floor is also stone, but fine-grained and smooth, not quite polished. It's very white. Wide enough to front to show faint smudges where you lay. And then I typed dig. It said, dig in the quill pen. Digging would achieve nothing here. So that was a little mm -hmm. bit of a parser misfire. Hey, thank you, Andrew Watt. I could try dig in floor. Because that's probably more what the, uh, the non-existent person who typed that command actually meant. But I still get the same response. Digging would achieve nothing here. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so yes, let's move on to the to the uh, east. east. Yeah, let's blow this popsicle stand. No comment. Um, you duck your head and push through the gap. Narrow hallway. You are standing in a short windowless hallway. To the east is the foot of a flight of stairs, which rises out of sight. To the west, the hallway narrows, ending in the small gap of a doorway. It looks like you've taken the first step. Well done. Let me introduce myself. That is, not myself, but myself. I am the voice of this tutorial. Most games don't have me, but in this game, I will watch over your shoulder and give you some help. With a little practice, you'll soon be moving around the text adventure world in style. Back to the story. Remember what's going on? Actually, you don't. As the introduction said, you can't remember who you are or what you're doing here. Amnesia! Yes, it's a cliché, but it'll do for a tutorial. I'll let you go on exploring. The west corridor leads back to the cell where you started, so you want to try up the stairs instead. Try up or climb stairs. So, excuse me, <clears throat> I don't remember this bit. Because you have amnesia, Ryan. Does this bit of text trigger uh, when it detects that you were acting like you needed a tutorial in the previous room? No. Um... This triggers as soon as you leave the first room, unless you have turned off the tutorial. You, there, oh, okay. There's a tutorial oh. off command, which an expert it player... It might have detected that I didn't need a tutorial when I um, used the tutorial off command. Yes. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it may have made that assumption. Wow. I could... Uh, we can proceed in either mode, of course. Um, we should... Uh, I can't decide. Hmm. I mean, usually I never get to see the tutorials of things because I turn them off. Um, so I don't know. We could ask the podcast audience. Podcast audience, which do you want? <laughs> what do you want to do? Pause. We could do. Trying to vote, they're screaming from the crowd. Um, uh, I think we, we should leave it on. Um, yeah. Because. I wrote a tutorial game, <laughs> and I will mm -hmm. now compare my tutorial game to this tutorial game. That is an excellent uh, I did not uh, have any... Um, I did not give the player any chance to choose whether they wanted to be tutorialized or not. Mm -hmm. It is just straight up... And part of it is because I was on a schedule, a sure. deadline. Mm -hmm. um, but my my version was just 
really direct and um, kind of pushy. I think if you're playing a game that's called So You Want to Learn How to Play an IF Game or whatever your game is called, and right. the first thing you insist on doing is turning the tutorial off, then... Yeah, you yeah. can't turn off the tutorial because that would be turning off the game. Exactly. In, in this game, you'll notice I didn't actually offer the player the choice to turn off the tutorial. You intuited that the tutorial could be turned off, or maybe you typed about, as was uh, uh, hinted at the top... Um, that must have been what I did. But it's not, like, if someone really wasn't very clueful, they would not have remembered to do that, and they would have, you know, gone on the way that we have gone on, and so they, they would just uh, be in the tutorial anyway. But I did intend this game to be, you know, a, to have a broader base, and, you know, if uh, expert players wanted to play it and to turn the tutorial off, they should be able to do that. And there, are, this comes up again further on. Uh, this game has several endings, there's sort of, there's an easy ending which you know you follow all the uh, the you you go through all the puzzles as they seem to be directing you and you get to an ending but you can also like explore off to the side and find extra stuff. Ah! <laughs> That's you didn't get very far. Yes. That's never not going to be startling. Um. <laughs> anyway. So before we wait before we move to this next backer command, um, mm -hmm. that's uh. I remember cool secret stuff in this game and uh it um it does work for people who totally know what's going on and so it makes sense to have a uh tutorial off command yes here yes That's cool our next command comes from oh i'm hey, sorry Daddy. no no we're not supposed to what they're supposed to be thanked by the name Teddy and Elfie. Hi, Teddy and Elfie. So thank you and Teddy and Elfie. Uh, the command that Teddy and Elfie give us is hang head in shame. Oh. Hang head in shame. You can't see any such thing. <laughs> That's odd. Yeah. Is like hang a verb? I guess it is. Which verb? Oh, it's... Hmm. Yeah, hang is... Uh, so I typed hang by itself. And it said, sure. hang the quill pen on the quill pen. You can't put something on top of itself. Oh. So if we had a container called shame. And an object and called our head. head were implemented. <laughs> then that would have worked. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a lot better than Teddy or Elfie was hoping for. Yeah. So. So. Um, we are at the bottom of the stairs is where we let's were. Let's climb the stairs. Let's climb the stairs. You begin climbing the stairs. They seem to go on for a long while, pressing between dim stone walls. Where is the light coming from? You haven't seen a window yet. Climbing, how far? Until you pass through a doorway into warm candlelight. Crowded study. You stand amid clutter, oddments, shelves, and stacks. The chamber is comfortably broad, centered around a massive and well-worn wooden desk, but so much is jammed in around the desk and up the paneled walls that you barely find room to stand. Books, papers, dried plants, animals stuffed and preserved, antique instruments, candles of any hue. You don't recognize half of it, and you can't name half the rest. There are wide doorways on the north and east sides of the room. A door of heavy wood stands close to the south, and stairs descend into dimness to the west. You see an immense book on the desk. Behind the desk is a tall glass-fronted cabinet. Beside that is a small brass trunk, which is closed. If there were a quarter as much here and a tenth as many books, you might be in any scholar's study. But this knowledge must, life, must represent lifetimes of work, lifetimes under a single hand. 
You do not know where you are, but you know what this place is, a dreamhold, a wizard's high house. You do not find yourself afraid. A dreamhold is more than merely dangerous. Yeesh. That's ominous. I... What a sentence. <laughs> so I know we should examine the book, but I kind of want to search the shelves. I want to check out those stuffed animals. Well, Yeah, me too. All right, stuffed animals. X. Mm. Uncommon creatures stare glassily at you or at nothing. Something in the chaos catches your eye. It looks like a white paper mache mask lying beside the desk. Oh, we need that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a We're mask. Adventures. Yeah. Something we can pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Get mask taken. Your score has gone up. Your score is displayed Woo! in the right corner of the window. Uh, one of seven means you achieved one out of seven main goals. The score increased when you pick up the white mask, so presumably there are seven masks to find in the game. You can get a full account of your score by typing score. Hey. See, my tutorial was written in 2013, and so it doesn't teach people about scores. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. If I had been even slightly forward-looking, I would have dumped that out. But I, I really was consciously like trying to teach older if rather than where i thought if mm. was going oh yeah yeah that and, makes sense um yeah. the point about how it's probably a point for each mask yeah is a really good thing to teach yeah i'm going to write a tutorial this year and it's going to be all about how making games is hard and makes you sad <laughs> you're a year too late kid <laughs> oh no oh can we examine the the dead animals um, we did. I thought, oh. yeah, I thought that's what we just did. Yes, that, that triggered. Thought... Uncommon creatures stare glassily at you or at nothing. Oh. And then the... Did uh, we examine the shelves? Shelves. Because Jenny wanted to look at the shelves. Books are lined up on shelves and stacked on the floor, scattered in hazard across everything else in the room. You glance at a few titles, gingerly lift a cover, but you recognize none of the many scripts and languages that you find. I should point out that that is totally taken from life. Like if, As I look around my room right now, <laughs> there are, in fact, books piled up on absolutely everything. In scripts that you don't recognize? Well, it depends how drunk I am. <laughs> Just went on Amazon, ordered all the Sanskrit texts. Linear B. It's the wave of the future. <laughs> <laughs> you do read Klingon, though, right? No, I don't read Klingon. Oh, I, I've reserved all of my language brain cells for computer languages. Good plan. Okay, can we try wearing the mask? Wear mask. <clears throat> the mask has no ribbons to tie. It's not even curved to fit a human face. In any case, it's half life size. It cannot be worn. Never nevertheless, you try raising the mask before your eyes. Memory stirs. A child runs through the forest. A robe, richly bright embroidered, has slipped off one skinny shoulder, a child old enough to be put in clothes, too young to know what it means to wear them. A silver-haired child whose glance darts from tree to bird caught everywhere. A mother's voice shouting, not patient, not yet urgent. The child attends this with the same interest as bush, flower, fascinating new rustle underfoot. The name again. A moist leaf torn from a tree, clutched in a small fist, tossed in the air, blown about, blown upwards again and again as the child dances back and forth, Face raised, flushed, puffing madly. <laughs> we'll get back to that in a moment. Yes. Mother's voice interrupting the game. 
Yes, that was spooky. The child spins once more, dashes back towards dinner. The leaf flutters around in the air. It circles a tree, then rises to a high branch and clings there. It seems to bend this way and that. Then it casts loose and flutters determinedly after its thoughtless maker. You yank the mask away with a shudder. What are these memories? Do they belong to the wizard whose house you were disturbing? Mystery. Um, our next backer command comes from at Womump. Hi, at Follow Womump. at Womump on Twitter at at <laughs> W-O-M-Ump. Um. <laughs> Thanks, uh, at Womump. Thank you, at Womump. Um, the command from Womump is give it to him. Ooh, that's good. In another game, that would work really well. In this game, mm. it says you can only do that to something animate. Uh. Uh. Good try, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, we should probably check out. There was one big book that there we're supposed to check out. There was one big book. Right? Yeah, yeah big that was book. clearly the a book. thing. The book lies open. You frown at the fine angular hand, the same that inscribes every other book in the room, but you discover that you can read it. The theory, the theory and understanding of portals, the lesser, which make a single place of many, and the greater, which open from now into time in memory, or prophecy foretold, or even a moment's fancy. All portals are perilous, perilous thresholds to cross, more perilous to create, for there is no plying of the world or of time that does not happen in the mind of the learned one who conceives of the journey. Wow. Of your thought is the portal built, arch and capstone. Slip but a moment of your attention, and the portal will fall into ruin, all its might and yours crumbled into eggshell fragments that stray upon the wind. The facing page shows only an elaborate circular diagram annotated here and there with tiny mathematical notes. The only comment you understand, tucked in a margin, says, best to draw in a well-insulated space, 35 LL of uncut stone, Move house to Emin Valley, Valley, work into mountain. Oh. So, that, that yes. sounds familiar. It, it does. I think we might have gotten ported. Mm-hmm. Um, I think did... it's entirely possible we were this wizard who was screwing around with portals. Come on, Jenny. So, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, stop. I'll stop. Don't be a big uh, dummy. <laughs> sorry, that was. I I don't know where that came from. <laughs> well, it's 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 your first time. I you know. don't know how interactive fiction works. I've never heard a You're plot bound before. To right. a bunch You've of... never read a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you write these big paragraphs that are um clueful yes and expository but also super like flavorful and pretty um how do you do that <laughs> um i imitate all of my favorite writers <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how I do it if I knew um I'm so I'm a programmer I'm not a writer yeah that is to say I figured out writing I didn't I didn't I never took writing classes uh I was I did not expect that I would wind up doing a whole lot of writing ever um and so I like I skipped all of the humanities classes in college basically 
Um, and then it worked out that I was really interested in this form that re required, we'll get back to that <laughs> later. Uh, it, it, I was really interested in doing interactive fiction, and this, is going to, this was going to require a lot of writing, and so I sort of just made it up as I went. To the extent that I also was, you know, I, I have a pile of books, and so I had a lot of examples of writing that I liked to draw on, but um, there was no formal process of figuring it out. It was a sort of imaginary yeah. process. Um, I think that's that makes super me, key. It, Sorry, it keep makes going. me poorly suited to answer questions like that. <laughs> there are other people who have actually, like, you know done this more professionally and talk to other writers about how they do things and have a more conscious understanding of what it is they do. Um, but that's not me. <laughs> oh. You know, we had a bunch of other people on the podcast and I forgot to ask that question until just now. Oh man, we should get them all back on Skype. <laughs> the reunion episode. Yeah. Oh man, we should have a convention. Have we talked about that yet? Um, yes, we have. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. But yeah. Clash con. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think what you said about having a ton of books and reading a lot of sentences and paragraphs and entire plots, like I think that's really key if you're gonna write. Sure. I'm I that is true of, you know, every writer that I've ever heard of. Mm -hmm. Um My I mean, questions of writing good aside, mm -hmm. my my question was specifically about um, the integration of these clues to the world building or the clues to puzzles. Right. And how, like, are you conscious of trying to fit that stuff in? Yes. Um, so designing a puzzle game in particular, but... I think designing any work of interactive fiction, what you do is you keep a model reader in mind and you have to constantly be like taking a look at what the model reader is thinking and looking and what they remember and what they know. You know, on a move by move basis, how are you nudging along their view of the game? Uh, if you don't do that, you're not, you're not going to get a work that comes together. So that's, I, I don't know if that's, uh, something that you think about when you're writing IF, but it's absolutely what I do all the time. So I have a notion of the player starting at the beginning of the game and exploring the environment and trying to piece together elements. And I know I know where everything is going and what the later puzzles are going to to do. <clears throat> so I know the sum total of what they're going to be thinking at the end when they put all the pieces together. And then I sort of space out pieces that go in. Pieces and capabilities, right? Um, yeah. What you often do is, mm. you know, uh, give them information that they can't use yet, so they have to remember it, or it will come back to them later. That's particularly what I'm doing here, because here I'm, I'm putting in clues about what's going to happen in the end game. And, of course, I'm also burying it in this big mound of other fancy detail about uh, about the room, which is just the experience of getting to know the environment. Um, so, hopefully, they will have... They, they will partially forget it and then come back to it later when they're thinking about everything. Yeah, see? You're qualified to answer this question. <laughs> um, 
Our next uh, Kickstarter backer command comes from Andy Clark. Hi, hey, Andy, Andy Clark. Clark. Hello. Uh, she wants us to type in the command X. X. What do you want to examine? She's not here to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. I guess you. we'll have to answer it. What else was in? There were shelves. There were animal. Were there plants? There were plants. Let's examine some plants, since it's asking. <clears throat> Sprays of dried leaves, flowers, and seed pods poke out of various pots. Decoration, medicine, research, you have no way to tell. Okay. Um, is there anything else interesting in this room, Ryan? What? Yeah. I was also going to ask a question about doing rooms like this with a zillion things in them. Because that's something that I often want to do, but usually stop myself from doing due to my laziness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually also usually do not do it, but it is not so much, it is not due to laziness, but due to not wanting to overwhelm the player. Usually I want to space things out. Um, yeah. And here I was consciously throwing the player in the deep end and giving them all sorts of things to examine, both because it's a situation they might run into and because it's kind of a fun sensation that Modern IF doesn't tend to because modern IF has more pacing and more, uh, mm -hmm. you know, more focus. Yeah. I feel like uh, there's a, um, like an idea that things need to be spread, spread out over a game. And that if you had a game that had one room like this, and then there was nothing in any of the other rooms, that that would be... That, that would be poorly balanced. I'll tell you, when I was writing Hadean Lands, which also has a great number of objects, um, part of the reason the map in that game was so large was because I had designed sequences of puzzles and things that were, are required for puzzles, and so the, you know, there was a list of things in each room, and the lists were just too big, and I wound up like adding closets to every room mm. so that the player would not be faced with 75 objects in the same room. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like that's another um, another thing with the lazy laziness is when you implement a room like this, you're saying, "Oh God, okay, what do I have to do for the rest of the game yeah. now?" Right. <laughs> now it's also true that this room has a whole lot of things to examine, but only a couple of objects to pick up. That's true. Oh, let's take all. That's a good hey. point. Take all. There are none at all available. Oh no. Classic. Um, let's look again. Can you give us the abbreviated look? Yes. In, what is that called? Um, it's just look, and I abbreviate it for you. Actually, in this game, I, <laughs> the first time you go into the room, you do get a longer description than than following times. Oh, okay. That's oh, interesting. It's okay. subtle. Um, anyway, uh, the chamber is comfortably broad, centered around a massive desk. Um, there is stuff jammed in. Now I really am summarizing. Books, papers, dried plants, animals, antique instruments, candles... <gasps> Instruments. Um, there's a book on the desk. Behind the desk is a tall glass fronted cabinet. Beside that is a small brass trunk, which is closed. Okay, so we've got a cabinet, we've got a trunk, we've got some instruments, we've got candles. candles. We're probably going to need a candle for something. Stands to reason. Yeah. 
Do you have a way Can of... we examine them and then take them? Probably. I will insist on taking a candle. Yes. The candles are mounted in sconces high on the walls or set into oh. ornate ivory oh. iron stands. Most are heavy, burned low with age, dripping silent gutters of wax over metal and stone. Every candle you see is lit. Get candle. The candles are immovably fixed by ages of hardened wax. No. Okay, can we examine the instruments? The antique instruments are entirely beyond you. I like to imagine a wizard who casts a spell on a candle (laughs) Uh uh, by causing so much wax to melt that it's stuck. (laughs) Okay. And that's how he, the spell that he uses to make it immobile. Our next (laughs) um, thing, Kickstarter backer command comes from Rich Cheng. Hi, Rich Cheng. Hello. Thank you. Who says... Lick it. Lick. Lick it. it. You taste nothing unexpected. Tastes like wax. Mm, yum. And burning. Actually, it's the instruments. We just licked the instruments. Oh, right. Oh. Oh. What did you just type in? That's it. I just typed pronouns. Um, it turns out that that's not true. We licked the book. Because lick the book. the instruments and the candles are plural, so that would that would be lick them. But oh. by lick it, uh, the last the last singular object we referred to is the book. So you can type in pronouns to figure out. Yeah, that's a standard inform thing. Wow. That I have never heard of. Yeah, me either. Well, you haven't spent enough time reading the inform library source code over and over. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I think I have spent enough time yeah. doing that. And by enough time, I mean zero time. That's fair. <laughs> um, let's open that chest that's probably not locked. <laughs> open chest. You hesitate for a moment into a wizard's possessions, but you're already standing in his home, and you could as easily be damned for making free with his candlelight as with his trunk. You reach out, flip up the brass lid, and step back in one movement. A copper key glints at the very bottom of the trunk. That was oh. the exact opposite of what I expected. Yeah. Uh, let's take the key, close the trunk, lock the trunk. <laughs> close <laughs> the trunk. You close the trunk. Lock the trunk. There doesn't seem to be something you can lock. Oh, okay. wow. Dumb wizard. Yeah. Um, can we examine the cabinet? And the cabinet is a tall and ornate affair. Its feet and edges are carved into flamboyant spirals. Two broad and utterly flawless glass panes form the cabinet's front surface. And the cabinet's shelves are filled with curiosities. Tiny crystals and worn river stones, intricate knots of wire and slabs of rough metal, scraps of folded paper, and loops of colored string, a small bell of rune-scratched glass, three beans in a golden dish, a human hand, art, eye, and heart, all seemingly carved of chalk, an amethyst scale the length of your finger, which lies in the pool of its own light. So, we can't take any of these, You can't can take we? any of these things. Yeah. No, that would be way too complicated. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, what what happens if we try to break the glass? <clears throat> Violence isn't the answer to this one. Oh no. I feel like in a tutorial, you should say, "Also, violence is rarely the answer to anything." <laughs> Probably you're right. <laughs> like we'll let you know when violence is the answer to one. Mm-hmm. 
we the the people <laughs> <laughs> the shadowy cabal in charge of writing yeah. yes yes um like at the beginning of zoolander <laughs> i never saw it sorry oh, okay. i don't remember the beginning well it starts out with the uh newsreel about the election of the new prime minister of malaysia and how he's going to rage wage raise wages but then we transition from that the uh, shadowy fashion designer turns the tv off and then mm. they're talking to mugatu i couldn't recite this entire movie from memory <laughs> so we'll move on okay um ring ring hello is this the player hi it's the shadow af cabal we just wanted you to know that violence was the answer to this one thank you have a good day <laughs> now i want that on a t-shirt <laughs> Um, let's, uh, the embarrassing thing is, of course, that I'm, I'm in like three different Shadowy IF cabals. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, me and, me and Jenny are, uh, Shadowy IF cabal of our own. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yes. No one would let us into the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> our next command comes from David Fletcher. Hi, David who says, Fletcher. Look under it. Ooh, okay. Under it. That should... You find nothing of interest. Damn. Hey. In a tutorial situation, it should say, you usually don't find anything of interest under things. Yeah, but you're obligated to keep looking because there's that one oh, time out of uh, 500 that somebody actually put something under something with no hinting. That's right. true. I think I, I cover some of that in the uh, the command tutorials. Like if you go through all the okay. help, oh. help commands, help look, help examine... Uh, help look under? Uh, I don't think there's a help look under. Oh, yes, there it is. Uh, I will read. So this describes search, look in, look under, look behind. The search command is an extremely thorough version of examine. Searching something may reveal nothing more than examining it, but if you see a paper full of drawers or a heap of junk, a careful search can turn up hidden secrets. It may even be worth searching several times in a row. The look under and look behind commands are less commonly used, but they're helpful now and then. So I was... I forgot that look behind was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of waffling about all that. Uh, I, I could have been much more negative about it, but I wasn't. So there you go. Hey. <laughs> As you can tell, this was this remains geared more to the uh, the old school curses and and Anchorhead and uh, Unculia yeah. style of game. Um, so is search implemented as a separate command in this room? Yes. Okay. Search is identical to look in, right? Yes. Okay. I have to challenge all my assumptions about Inform 7. Yeah. We haven't examined the desk yet to see if it has one single drawer. Excellent point. Mm. The desk is heavy and plain, a massive wood construction. Surprisingly, the surface is bare except for an immense book. Which we have Open about. drawer. <laughs> you can't see any such thing. Wow. Uh, the only desk in interactive fiction that doesn't have one single drawer. Uh, we will now... Uh, what are the exits? Exits! Oh, I wonder if I did that. No, uh, that's not a verb I recognize. Sorry. Um, the exits, there were wide doorways I on the north and east. I never type exits into anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doorways north and east, uh, a heavy closed door to the south, and the stairs that we came up to the west. Oh, probably the heavy closed door, mm -hmm. I think, is the next place we're supposed to go. 
Yeah, if it wasn't interesting, it wouldn't be closed. Open door. Or heavy. It seems to be locked. Can we try the key on it? Unlock door. And the key. The copper key is too small to fit the door's heavy lock. Oh no. And the key doesn't match this door, but have you explored everywhere yet? There may be another door elsewhere which this key unlocks. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we want to go north or west? East. 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 Curtained room. <laughs> I'm going to, whenever it sounds like you two are more or less uh, in sync, I'm going to assume that was an answer to the question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're both, you know, talking about then that's where we're Okay. Ryan never talks about That's very... That's like a defining feature of Ryan. Well, yeah, kick him out of your cabal. <laughs> Curtained room. But then there'd be nobody in my cabal with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd join, but I'm already in so many. <laughs> yeah, that's I understand. <laughs> the walls of this small room are entirely swathed in heavy brocade curtains. The only openings are to the west and northwest, and a closed lead slab door to the south. In the center of this room is a massive high-backed chair of some pale wood. Directly before it is a tall mirror in the standing frame. Cool. Uh, examine mirror. Master. It seems to be a plain oval mirror suspended in a frame of iron bars. You can't look directly into it from where you're standing. If you uh, want to look in the mirror, you have to sit in a chair. I think maybe we should sit in this chair and look in this mirror. Sit in chair. You sit down in the chair facing the mirror. X mirror. You blink and stare into the mirror. How odd. The mirror reflects your chair and the curtains behind you perfectly, but your own form is unclear, as if the mirror were touched with some distorting oil. The blurring is strongest around your upper body. Your head appears to be a faceless blank. Nervously, you raise your hand to your own face. Everything feels in its place, but your reflection has raised a blurred hand to a featureless void. And a dim white shadow seems to flit around, flit around your reflected body. Then it is gone. Hmm. We've got problems. Yeah. Always the problems. <laughs> Always the problems. You know, thinking about how we're not going to be able to get through all this game mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, makes me uh, realize something great about games like this. Yeah. And Zork and Anchorhead, da da da. Which is that um, they can be really fulfilling experiences when you just jump in and look around and have no idea what you're doing and then quit. Maybe for <laughs> months. Because it feels so... It's like the game is about looking around and not knowing what's going on. And yeah. I've... I, uh, I kind of miss that about more focused games of the 21st century. I uh. very much understand that. In fact, I am uh, immediately reminded of Myst a game that sold, what, mm. like a million and a quarter copies, mostly to people who, you got to imagine, jumped into the game, looked around, said, wow, this is awesome, <laughs> played with some stuff, and then never... Never touched it again. And, and yeah. you know, never got very far. But <laughs> yeah. it was still a satisfying experience to do that. And everyone, yeah. like, did call their neighbors and said, you got to play this thing. So, yes, you're totally right. This really confusing PowerPoint presentation. Yes. No, yeah. that's unfair. Because <laughs> I don't think PowerPoint had been invented yet. Well, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, this was a hypercard stack. 
it's really confusing hyper card Harp stack. Card stack. Yeah. Let me tell you my hyper card story. Okay. Please. Um, I had a really cool teacher for ELP, the expanded learning program. Ooh. She was super nice and like an ELP teacher should be um, very encouraging of, you know, you, a 10 year old trying out all kinds of crazy things. And so, um, we had hypercard and I don't remember what we actually used it for, but one day my brother was in the ELP room and I took him over to com the computer and I said, this is I explained hypercard the way a 10 year old explains hypercard <laughs> to his eight year old brother. Mm -hmm. And then I said, uh, like we can make a game with this. And I did not get past the first couple of clicks before Mrs. Lane rushed over and said, no, that's, we can only use that for educational purposes. Oh, man. So. Thus cutting off your path to game designery for the rest yeah. of your life. Yes. That's so sad. Shoutouts to Mrs. Lane. Ooh. Hi, Mrs. Lane. Thanks for backing our kick. Oh. Right. <laughs> Oh, did we get a thing? No, we didn't. Is it time to? It probably. Okay. I, I actually... Oh, no, we did, because the time has... I haven't reset the timer. Oh. Well, let's do a thing. This command comes from Cole Ross. Hi, Cole he Ross. Says, Hello. Watch out for fireballs. Hey. He's plugging his excellent podcast, Watch Out for Fireballs. Oh, I thought that was, the, that was the command. I'm sorry. Um, it's also you know, his that, command. It, see? He's it's a dual... Being efficient. I would call it a dual transform. Mm, you can't see any such thing. <laughs> That's uh, wait. Is watch a uh, synonym for look? Yes, it is. Uh -huh. well, actually, it's a synonym for examine. Is what it is. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, examine yeah. out okay. for fireballs. Yes. So, Ryan, is this the episode? That's that's like the uh, Agatha Christie episode of Doctor Who, where we're trying to work in as many references to the titles of Sarf games as possible i mean it should be but if it was going to be we should have established that a lot earlier <laughs> right that was also a really bad episode of doctor who um yeah it was pretty bad it was, it was so I, dumb. I, I feel like people there must be people who have a stronger connection to agatha christie being a famous author but i but that's not love me. agatha christie i am an agatha christie super fan but you I still thought it was a bad episode. Her books multiple times, and that no, it was terrible. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like the script was written in such a way that they just name checked as many. They happened to say the names of as many titles as possible. Yeah. Okay. Something about like, oh, I hope we don't something something on this endless night. It was okay. it was so bad. I think that I was the intended audience for this episode, and I hated it. Well, so I don't know who this episode was for. I apologize personally. Uh, <laughs> what okay. about that episode of the Powerpuff Girls? Uh oh, the Beatles episode. The Beatles episode that was great. Okay, so because I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that you can do that kind of thing mm -hmm. and make it great. But it sounds yeah. like Doctor Who just makes dumb things. Doctor Who is a dumb show, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have 50 straight years of winners. <laughs> I think we maybe need to uh, not talk about Doctor Who in the same way that we would not discuss religion or politics. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so that's reset the timer, yes. Okay. Um, okay. So, 
Okay, so we sat in a chair oh, and we looked in a, in a mirror and it was creepy. We was that everything? I tried to look at our reflection. Yeah. And, oh, I get it. This game's about a vampire. Oh, yeah. Like how Mystery vampires solved. are blurry and sparkle in the sun. Yeah. 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 Sure. And they love candles. Yeah, well, and garlic aioli. Everybody loves candles. <laughs> candles are pretty good. Um, um, let's do something else. You guys don't know what ray gun is. or Jenny, do you know what ray gun no. is? No. Um, they sell a candle that says, uh, because they just put snarky stuff on any product, and it says, um, instructions, if single, light this. Uh, and take a bath, blah, blah, blah. Um, if a mom put this on a shelf in the bathroom for 10 years. <laughs> so, now we go, shout out to Raygun. <laughs> Thanks, Raygun. Uh, um, now we go to, where do we go next? We go back to the... Yeah, let's go back to the dream hold. The west and then north. Get up. Yeah. West. Crowded study. Oh, here we go. You've been here before, but it's a particularly crowded room, and examining your surroundings in detail is a valuable skill in IF. Not everything you see will be needed to solve the game, but anything may give you a clue or a detail or an insight, or simply a better sense of where you are. There nice. are at least 12 things or groups of things around here which are worth a look. You've examined 10 of them already. Try look or L to survey the room, then examine thing or X thing or anything that catches your eye. So yes, oh, man. I have ga gamified examining for the player. There. We missed two things that were worth a look, Ryan. Well, it's all totally optional, obviously. <laughs> also, this, notice that this game is not in verbose. You can't tell that because you would have thought I just summarized it. But no, this game is not in verbose mode. I actually make the player type verbose in order to mm. uh, get room oh. because I figured that was an important life skill. Yeah. Which it turned out not to be. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> earlier when I was saying give me the abbreviated version, it was because I have never understood what verbose. I have never internalized that knowledge because <laughs> I am so disgustingly young. Mm, um, mm. Oh, we have to read in a command from Kel P, who says, "Offer a hug." Oh, offer Kel a P. hug. That's nice. There's still nobody in this room. You can't oh. see any such thing. Oh, it's really too bad we just left the room with the mirror. Oh, mm, excellent point. It wouldn't have worked there either, good. but it's a good I try. didn't. Is is ver is offer like give? Yes. Then yes. Okay. So you you can't hug your reflection through iron bars. I could try it. Let's see. Hug reflection. <laughs> no hug mirror. You can only do that to something animate. No, it's not gonna work. Huh. Okay. Um, That's weird because I feel like you can hug inanimate things. Oh yeah, yeah. I th I feel that uh, the standard rules were written by someone less lonely than me or Jenny. Yeah, um, yeah. Graham Nelson was running around <laughs> hugging living people all the time. <laughs> he didn't have a room full of stuffed animals that were his only solace. <laughs> or possibly he. Uh, I think what actually happened is that he had hug as a secondary synonym to kiss. Oh, you can oh, yeah. also kiss inanimate things. Less common. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go north. North. Sitting room. This room seems more inviting. The walls are painted with delicate patterns of flowers, which merge into a soft-hued carpet beneath your feet. 
Two chairs and a cushioned settee face a bright flickering fireplace on the far wall. A desert landscape painting hangs above the fireplace. You see doorways in the south and the southeast corner of the room. A white painted door to the east is closed. Okay. Huh. Let's look at the desert landscape painting. Yeah. The painting shows a stark rocky desert at dawn. The sunlight stains the dusty stones to harsh scarlets and rust, but the land seems serene for all that, unthreatened. Hmm. Look behind it. Hey. You find nothing of interest. Uh, can we confirm that the door to the east is indeed locked? The way that we all know that it is. <laughs> it seems to be locked. Yes. Hey. Does our key work on this one? I'm sure that a copper key can open a white door. <laughs> mm, the copper key unlocks the door. You turn the hey. knob and swing it what? open. <laughs> See, Ryan? Oh, right. Yes. I actually did put in... Uh, it, sorry. I've jumped ahead. Examine door. The door is neatly carpentered in panels and painted white. It has an ornate copper doorknob and a tiny keyhole. The door is open. There you go. Let me explain for people who are new to interactive fiction. Um, The key has to match the door. Otherwise, you wouldn't know what unlocks anything. Right. Right. So we know that the heavy key is going to unlock the heavy door from earlier. It's like ZZT. What? ZZT? Oh, did you guys never play ZZT? Well, that's a completely different conversation, so let's do this backer command. Uh, this backer command comes from Dan Revapinto, Yay, friend, friend of, of the, the show, show. whose him. name I love it's, to say. It's pretty good. It's, I hate to type it because I can never remember whether it's Revapinto or Repavinto. And, and I've met the guy twice. I still can't remember. It sounds like um, some kind of delicious food. Dan Ravapinto has a, his own podcast now. Yeah, this is where exciting. He yells about um, episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. He's he has this podcast because I told him to have it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what happened? I, I'm. That's I what so. I remember. That's what I remember happening. Um, what is the name of this podcast? So we can it's plug it. It's called Nitpicking the Next Generation, and I believe it's online at peckable.com. Slash nitpicking. You know how to spell peckable, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and his command is swallow triage. Swallow triage. You can't see any such thing. Swallow is accepted, though. Swallow yeah. is a viable action. Can we swallow something else? Can we swallow the key now that it's already unlocked this door? That. That's another tip for newbies. <laughs> a key can only unlock one thing. Uh-huh. It will stay in your inventory for the rest of your life, but it, there is one lock that it fits. <laughs> so, first of all, that's an interesting uh, uh, genre convention because, of course, there in in a graphical adventure, it's more common that after you use a key, it would disappear in a puff of logic. Right. Yeah. Uh, I once played a game like I, I once played a Room Escape game where every key and object was used twice. And oh, that, wow. that was kind of brilliant. And I've forgotten what it was called. Uh, I typed swallow key and I got the response that isn't suitable to drink, which is <laughs> definitely okay. a wacky verb parsing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, that noise you heard was 
a different thing. Yeah, no, it it wasn't some. <laughs> well, that's the fanfare from Earthbound. <laughs> I mean, the the one that means that we have a backer command is the fanfare from Earthbound. Oh, I see. Okay. That I think is it's not it's like when you get a minor party member like King or Picky. Oh, so all of our backers are minor party members of the podcast. Yeah. Yes, that's great. And Jenny, you would get the. <laughs> and then you get to no, you would have named me at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I would have named you at the beginning. Yeah, I would have clicked the "Don't care." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do a podcast where we just talk about Earthbound. Okay. So we'll do that later. Yeah, it'll be called "Nitpicking the Next Earthbound." <laughs> Um, let's, did we go through, wait, yeah, there was something you were deferring until after we, there was like a description oh. that you got ahead of yourself on, so like I what's just... beyond the white door. No, I'm talking to Andrew. Oh, yeah, go. Um, Jenny. I forgot. Sorry. I don't remember. Sorry. Move on. What's in the, what's in the game? What text appears before your face? Uh, I just type look again because I do that reflexively. Um, Let's see. The walls are painted with delicate patterns of flowers. There are two chairs in a cushioned city facing a fireplace. Uh, there's a landscape painting hanging on the wall. Doors south, southeast, and the open door to the east. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so let's go to the through the door to the east. East. Curving hallway. You are in a high, dim corridor walled in cracked and moldering plaster. The only light comes from tiny flickering candles above. The hall curves gently around from the south to the northwest. You see an open door to the west... Archways open to the northeast and east. Okay. Well, there's too many dang rooms to keep track of in my head. Mm. You know, this game has a map. If you go to... This game has a map? There is... Um, you, uh, where's the flipping URL? Ryan Veter googled Dreamhold map. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. That's going to work much better than me trying to find it. This is the Hadean Lands map. That's not it. <laughs> I can't believe you would use the same map for two different games. I've thought about that. <laughs> no one's ever so many times. No one's ever done I've, I really want to do that. I wanted to make um, taco fiction in ancient Egypt. Wow. Huh. And just, like, rename everything in the source. But that would be a terrible game to do that with because the source code is so terrible. Am I misremembering um, that Zuleika is Egyptian? Uh, no, she's Egyptian. So yeah. you could totally tie that. Yeah, like you could you could do um, taco fiction with her great, 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 great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who ran an ice cream shop in ancient Egypt. I literally can't find no, it's, a I map... I can't. I, I bet maybe I never put it online. That would be embarrassing. Stand by. Especially because our next command. Yes. Especially because I just told you about it and tried to sell you on the idea of a map, which is only available <laughs> as part of the iOS app, which we're not playing. Oh. Well, anyway. Yeah. Sorry. This command comes from good old Melvzy. Hi, good old Melvzy. Thank you. Good old Melvzy. Um. He wants us to type in some dumb fake word. I Z Y Z Z Y Z Y Z Z Y. Some kind of inside joke, I guess, between huh, him and his weird. friends. That's not a verb I recognize. Did you, did you actually mean Z Y 
ZZY or did you mean XYZZY? XY, XYZZY, yeah. That's, well, how do you expect yeah, me to spell this right? It's a made-up fake word. It's written on the page in front of you. Anyway, uh, it doesn't recognize either of those. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be one way, sure. <sighs> Wait, let's take a step back. Is Zizzy not implemented in this game? Zizzy is not implemented in this game. I mean, I guess a new person wouldn't be typing Zizzy. I think I was just tired of that joke. That makes sense. Hmm. I found a hand-drawn map of the dream hole, but it's scribbly enough to be almost incomprehensible. I wonder if that's... I could actually scan mine and put it on uh, Take Two Long. Well, Um, let me get... I I bet David Walburn on his site has a a map. I think that... Oh, that's true. I was just about to start drawing a map based on you please telling me the exits from this room again. Northeast and east, right? And then back west was where we came. Mm. All right. Uh, The corridor goes south and northwest. Oh, no. The... (laughs) South and... We came through a dwarf, which is west, and then there's archways east and northeast. Okay. And this is the curving hall. Yes. Okay. Um, let's go south. South along the curving hall. Curving hall, south end. The curving corridor ends here. The blank plaster wall to the south features a large window. Sunlight pours in, brightening this end of the hall. You can go through the archway to the east, take the closed door to the west, or return north along the corridor. Let's take the closed door to the west. Yes, and when I say take door, of course, that's <laughs> poor phrasing in an IF game. I should not mm. use the word that way, because that was misleading. In fact, if I type take door, take it says door. That har- that's hardly portable, because that's dumb. Uh, Although it is west. a portal. Oh, yes. Hey. Mm, ah. That's intriguing. Ah. Um, no, that's not intriguing. It's, oh. <laughs> no, I mean, there was a common route there, but it's uh, like, yes? Yeah. Okay, west. You pull the door open, revealing a narrow flight of stairs ascending out of sight. You follow them up. Dark dome, east. You stand at the east edge of a vast round space. It stretches out to the west, arching into an immense dome. A diffuse illumination spreads across the lower reaches, barely bright enough to see by. There's an open archway to the east, beyond it, stairs descend. You also see a ladder in the distance at the north edge of the dome. Um, I think we want to finish exploring the first floor before we get all yeah, domed up. That's a good general rule. Okay. So we'll go back east. That's another thing that you should not put into a tutorial, uh, into a tutorial is, hey, maybe you should have finished examining the other rooms first. Well... I was making jokes about things that you... Saying that you should put things in tutorials that really you shouldn't. And one of that... <laughs> no, no. Actually, I agree with you. That is that, that that would have been a poor thing to put in. Because the point of this game is that you can explore everywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. That was your point, too. We've now beaten this point to death. It's up to you whether you want to put the torches on the right-hand side of the cavern or the left-hand side of the cavern. You just need to decide that with your Minecraft buddy before you go in the cavern. I I do not have any... I use no method with my torches. Whoa, seriously? I How just, do you get back out? Yeah, I just I just use my spatial memory. What? 
I just go back out. Holy crap. That's amazing. Oh, but you know what? I do sometimes more in the nether than anywhere mm-hmm. else. I will block off a passage if I've exhausted its Yeah, resources. that's always a good plan. But I... Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. Oh, this command comes from Michael Francioli. Thanks, Michael Francioli. He says... Oops, but why won't my grand work in progress just hurry up and write itself already? You love my keyboard. <laughs> we love your keyboard. Yes. Sorry, but that can't be corrected. Hey. Yeah, it can't be corrected. You're just going to have to write it yourself. So can we go down, and then we're back in the end of the curving hallway? Yes. And then if we go east, we're in some kind of cool other room. Indeed. East is into a, a cool room, which is a dim shed. This room looks like nothing so much as a small windowless garden shed. The floor is bare dirt. The walls are unfinished planks. The only light falls in through the archway to the west. A narrow opening to the north leads to a steep stairway, which climbs away into darkness. A single glove is lying in the corner, lost and alone. Oh, no. Oh, we should pick it up and give it a home. Yeah. I like how you encourage inventory collection by making us feel sorry for the glove. (laughs) Don't feel bad for the lamp. It's just a lamp. And the new one is much better. Have you seen that Ikea ad? No. I'm afraid not. (laughs) It's a sad lamp. Like, they're playing sad music, and there's this lamp that someone has thrown out on the curb, and it's raining on it, and they're just playing sad music and zooming in on this (laughs) lamp, and then the announcer cuts in and says, don't feel bad for this lamp! It's just a lamp! (laughs) Oh, man. That's a masterpiece of emotional manipulation. Yeah, it's a good ad. Did we take the glove? We took the glove. There was a further Wait. prompt about the fact that you can wear and w- oh. wear and take off things that are clothing. The, Let's wear yeah. the glove. Sorry, typo. You put on the glove. Um, I have in my tutorial um, a part where it tells you to climb into this chest, and then the chest... Uh, closes over you and locks and you're trapped in the chest. And this is to teach you undo. Mm. Um, I guess I don't have anything else to say about that. So let's get a <laughs> command from Jeremy Freeze. Hey, friend of the friend show. Of the show. Hello. He says, Sick, sixth sheep, sheiks, six sheep <laughs> on sixth sheik. <laughs> <laughs> So if you want, you can just bang on the keyboard. Good plan. It sounds like you type that <laughs> I'm in. I'm just going to do that. That's not a verb I recognize. Hey. Hey. Uh, thank you, Jeremy, for your generous support <laughs> of our podcast, which we appreciate. Um, so now... There is an undo uh, uh, tutorial bit in this game, although we haven't come to it. Oh, okay. That was a, a wise maneuver, although I didn't... Does it put the game in an unwinnable state? No, no. It's something which is completely irrelevant to the game, um, which is probably good because at the time I wrote it, I couldn't be sure that multiple undo was available. 
Oh, uh, okay. A lot of interpreters only had single turn undo. So, uh. um, putting like throwing someone into a locked chest would probably be a problem because the first thing they would be type would be like out and then you know help and then screaming oh, and oh. they would, they would yeah. get past the point where undo would work. I think if I remember correctly, in my case, before you get to the point where undo doesn't work, you suffocate and die. Oh, that actually <laughs> helps. I wouldn't suffocate and kill my players if I didn't think it would help. Right, exactly. <laughs> Any game designer would understand that. Um, so there's an up uh, from this location. Yes. But we don't want to go up. Yeah. Because up is death. So right. we will go back west and then back north to the curve. All right. Here we Did are. We... And then, um, oh, you know what? Let's go back south to the end of the curve because there was a window there. Ah. Did we put on the glove yet? Yes, we're wearing one glove. Okay. Sweet. <clears throat> Examine window. A broad glass plane a broad glass pane, inhumanly smooth and flawless, looks out over a sunlit mountainous world. You must be looking out of a sheer cliff for you can see no ground below the windowsill. Far below, stone slopes break and crumble into a verdant valley. Sunlight glints off water, threads is stream amid the greenery. Beyond the valley the mountains rise again, and mountains beyond that. You stand for a moment, wondering at the view. If I were a wizard, you think, I would build a house overlooking... But the thought phrase wanders and is lost. Hmm. If I were a wizard. If I, if if I were a wizard. wizard. So, <laughs> um, by the way, there, there's a completely uh, trivial bit of, of viewpoint building that I've thrown in a couple of times. Um, both times you've come across sheets of glass uh, the game calls it out as being incredibly smooth flawless glass hmm. which is of course completely normal if you're yeah in our world but i'm trying to convey the idea of a renaissance era or medieval era worldview where glass is naturally all hand blown and a sheet of glass is you know wavery and and and, oh. and, and has, has hand marks hand making marks on it Nice. I don't think anybody ever got that. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those incredibly like nice, subtle touches that I personally never pick up on until they're explained to me. Right. Well, it's been 12 years, so <laughs> I'm now explaining these things. Um, okay, now we can go north. Back to the curve. North. Then there, yes. we go east. 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 Mosaic room. The walls and ceiling of this room are entirely covered with tiny blue tiles. On the east wall, a few black and gray tiles seem to depict birds on the horizon of a mosaic sky. The only exit is an archway to the west. A delicate cage of brass wire hangs from a curved stand in the center of the room. Within the cage is a single ripe apple. Creepy. Ooh, yeah. I mean... I have a plan for this apple, but first, let's get a command from Scott, Lord Foxy Donuts, Walker. Thanks, Scott Walker. Lord Foxy uh, Donuts? Yeah. Let's refer to him by his title. Uh, let's give this guy because some Because we respect. don't want to thank Scott Walker for anything. Scott Walker in so, private life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have some respect is what I'm saying. Um, his command is <laughs> demand sandwich. Demand sandwich. That's, that's not a verb I recognize. 
Hey. Oh, no. Thank you for your time, Scott. Um, so let's take the apple. Take apple. The brass cage is not open. Unopen it. <clears throat> you pull open the wire door. Then you jerk batch. Then you jerk back. Something invisible seems to burst from the cage. It rolls across the room like lightning or desiccated time. It echoes. The apple spots rocks and sinks into itself in a single instant. Within a heartbeat, the fruit is a withered husk as if it had sat in that cage for decades. Wow. You may have made a mistake. Uh. You're not likely to get that apple back. One never knows, of course, but that decay will be very final. What can you do about it? One option is to type undo. And I, there's actually quite a lot about how undo works and re- restart and restore okay. and saving, but I, I'm not going to read it all. Yeah, so hey, let's undo. Of let's course. undo. Undo. Previous turn so one. We want that apple. Previous turn undone. Well, my question is Does the apple actually do anything? You can tell us. Um, no, there's, <laughs> that's the entirety of this room is yeah. you open the cage and the apple rots. Or you, you undo it and then it's not done anymore. But you can't get the apple. And then out. you feel better, but you haven't actually, uh, success wise, fixed anything. Right. Yeah, but we feel better. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. And plus, you can okay. you can hold on to the illusion that later you will come back with a way to get the apple out, and then, yes. then you will forget about yes. the apple entirely, and then every you know, then playing the rest of the game, okay. which is really what I intended. So if I had some gold stickers here, I would put one on my map right next to this room, because I think that this room is executed absolutely flawlessly. Uh, let's go back west. Okay. A- and uh, we have rooms to the um, northeast and northwest. Northeast and we the have corridor goes northwest. Yes. Okay. Oh, so okay. if we go... Well, there are rooms to me. Yes, that's... Uh, let's go northeast. Northeast. Atelier. This, oh, yeah. This cramped boxy room appears to have been an artist's studio... The floor and wall are spattered with paints of many colors. Strangely, the room is nearly empty. You see no stacks of canvas or bottles of pigment. The exit is southwest. A rough wooden easel is set up at one end of the room. Displayed upon it is a painting, a bright mountain landscape. At the other end of the room, a tripod props up what looks like a small telescope. A pigment-daubed board, no no doubt the artist's palette, is sitting in a corner. Hmm, that seems significant. Can we examine it? Of course. Hmm. Examine palette. It's a warped old board crusted with every color you can imagine, in no order at all. Um, I remember this room, and it might be the kind of rabbit hole that we don't have time to explore fully on this podcast. To our listeners, if you haven't played the dream hole, what is your problem? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For one thing, you should play the dream hole anyway. For another thing... This is a bad podcast to listen to. Uh, this episode is a bad episode for not having played the game before. Um, number three, make sure that you... Our next command comes from Derek Sotak. He's not a friend of the show, but he's a friend of mine. And he says that the command we should enter is oh, something about nachos. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess <laughs> Thanks, uh, make nachos. Take nachos you can't see any such thing which is a damn shame yeah Yeah. i could go for some nachos right about now i take back what i said about how great this game is yeah no nachos zero out of ten 
put a crying so. put a crying breakfast friend sticker on this one. Oh. <laughs> this map becomes less and less useful the more stickers I put on it. Yeah. Uh, let's go southeast and then or southwest and then northwest. Northeast. North. Northwest. You're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Curving hall at pedestal. The dingy plaster walls of this corridor curve out of sight to the west and southeast. Tiny candles provide the only illumination. Archways lead north and northeast. A short pedestal of black marble stands by the inner wall. Hmm. Examine pedestal. A short square pedestal of black marble stands here. It's entirely out of place. You get the impression the owner just shoved it against a wall one day and never bothered to move it. Uh, huh. Can we push it? The pedestal is far too heavy to budge. So is this just here to help us distinguish this room from other rooms? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Fair enough. Okay. Um, let's go northeast. Northeast. Harp chamber. Ooh. Broad golden pillars march around the edge of the circular chamber. The walls between the pillars are deeply set, painted in variegated shades of blue and sea green, lit from some hidden source. An archway leads southwest, and there's a door to the east. The eastern door is closed. Blinding light seeps out around its edges. In the center of the room, the remains of a tall harp stand in proud ruin. Off to one oh, no. side, lying on the floor, you see something that looks like a short bundle of straw. Oh, we should pick that up. I, I, we need straw to feed the ghost cow. Yeah! Mm. The ghost cow is always hungry. <laughs> get bundle. You pick up the bundle of straw and look it over. Your best, get, your, your best guess is that it's a torch of some sort. The straw is tied mm. tightly at one end, forming a handle. The other end is splayed and seems to be slightly charred. I bet we could light this off of any of the candles. Or maybe not. <laughs> oh, there's that fireplace. I remember oh, yeah. the fireplace. Yeah. So what's the what's our new backer command? Our new backer command is from Morgan Blair. Thanks, Morgan Blair. Thank you, Morgan Blair. And um, the command is, I can't think of anything witty. And what I was hoping to do was, in the time it took between me pulling this command up and the fanfare going off, uh, that meant we would have to read this was that I would think of something witty and then say that and act like our friend Morgan Blair actually oh. did think of something witty and but I would lie to be nice but I didn't get the chance because I'm not witty enough either what about like yes madam but tomorrow I'll be sober and you'll still be a giant you cut out at exactly the right time. <laughs> well, you're still going to have to bleep me. Because I'm recording my own end. Right. Mm, yes, madam, but I'll just... Uh, tomorrow... I'll be sober. <laughs> Clunk. That was a rhetorical question. You seem to want to talk to someone, but I can't see whom. Yep. Play harp. Okay. No one will ever play this harp again. Oh. Oh, did we not? It's ruined. Did we? It's, it, it was ruined. Yeah, it's a ruined harp. It was ruined when we came in. I swear to God. Oh, okay. 
that's too bad. Well, let's open the blinding light door. Open door. The door is jammed fast against its latch. You can move neither of them. It feels as if a mountain's weight leans against the other side of the door. Hmm. Okay. Um. I'm applying certain intuitions that I have as a an experienced text adventurer mm-hmm. and um, figuring we're probably never going to open this door. It's just here to look cool. Also, you've played <laughs> um, this game twice. I have played this game twice, <laughs> although I'm finding that there are a lot of rooms, more rooms than I remember, and the things in the rooms I don't remember. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. That kind of fits the theme of the game. <laughs> you definitely remember that there were in fact rooms I always wait long enough in between playings of this game to amnesiac myself um, so I guess we'll go southwest because we found the treasure of this room Yay. and then we'll go north north natural passage this is a narrow passageway which winds between irregular stone walls into the world's under darkness the passage was clearly not carved by human hands Creamy limestone laps and drips in ancient water-worn folds. For the first time, you have the sense of being far, far underground. The archway to the south is the only source of light. The passage vanishes into cave blackness somewhere to the north. Aha. Uh-huh. But, uh, well, let's be uh, newbie players and go north. North. You venture into the lightless passage. Darkness. You are in the unchanging, unleavened darkness of the world below ground. How exciting. Yes. <laughs> mm, it, there is a, uh, a long tutorial note about the fact that you've walked into a dark place. Yes, you are carrying a torch. Unfortunately, you forgot to light it, so it isn't going to help much. <laughs> and then, um, let's actually, I will read this. Going south probably won't get you back. You can't tell directions in the dark. So what now? One option is to type undo. This will let you back up one move. Uh, In this game, you can only undo one move in a row. So if you do something else now, you won't be able to go back. The undo command is only intended to fix immediate mistakes. If you want to go back more than one turn, you'll have to use the restore or restore commands. Or you could stumble around in the dark and try to find your way out. Since this is an introductory game, there is a way out. And maybe more to discover as well. Should we try to stumble around and find our way out? Let's try to stumble around and find something goofy and yeah. that we're not supposed to find. Let's go east. Well, we have a, a, a backer command. I heard it. Oh, oh we, we have do. a backer We have you know a backer what? command. I, I, I wouldn't forget a backer command. That would be <laughs> terrible of me. This backer command is from Armac. Thanks, Armac. And Armac wants us to type in hoisting the walrus. Hoisting the walrus? That's a gerund. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's not a verb I recognize. This is a friend of mine. I don't know if he actually plays text adventures. Hoist the walrus does not work either. I do not have any form of hoist in this game. Which is interesting because I... Thank you, Armac. Because I do have rays. That's interesting. Anyway. You're also one of the few people I know who I know for sure knows the word hoist. Don't don't we all? I mean, there are so many petards around. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can assume probably a lot of people I know know the word hoist, but you actually used it in the title of something. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we mentioned that title in an artless and not as entertaining as it was supposed to be way. Sorry. Um, so if we go east in the darkness. East in the darkness. 
you have Jenny. I wasn't accusing you. I was referring to how artless that Doctor Who episode right. was. Oh, okay. I would never criticize you, Jenny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. Ryan. Mm, that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, I know that's not true at all. <laughs> Shh, I was talking to the listeners. Oh, you can't sorry. hear us. <laughs> <laughs> You're facing the camera. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'll just be over here playing a game. <laughs> if we go east, we go east in the darkness. You have no sense of direction in the dark. You strain hopelessly to see anything, but perhaps your your eyes are adjusting somewhat. There is a dim glimmer of light in the distance. Hmm. Examine glimmer. A faint light blooms somewhere in the distance, in the dark. Your sense of direction is hopelessly muddled, but it could be a reflection of a reflection of light on stone, the passage by which you entered this place. Oh, that's just the way back. I guess let's examine the thing again. A faint light blooms somewhere in the distance in the dark. Oh. Uh, just Enter go. light. Yeah. Enter light. You stumble slowly ahead, feeling blindly for a wall, and then you can see the outline of your hand against the light. Natural passage. This is the natural passage that we uh, that we were in before. So, yes, it, it, okay. it did point our way back. Okay. Was there anything cool that we could have found? Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> Let's go south. Okay. Here we are in the curving passage at pedestal where Brayton Cameron Hi, Brayton. Ad- advises us to drool listlessly. Drool <laughs> listlessly. That's not a verb I recognize. Mm. Thank you. Also, this game Brayton does not deal with Cameron. adverbs. We played a game recently that did deal with adverbs. I remember reading about oh, that. Oh yeah, one. I didn't play it's it. It's a fun time. Ah. How dare you! I, yeah. <laughs> this podcast is over. Um, if we go <laughs> west from here, we should reach the end of the the other end of the curvy passage. Right? Yes, curving hall, west end. The curving corridor ends here in a blank plaster wall relieved by a single window. The window, the window looks out on a strange subterranean prospect to the west. You can return east, pass through the archway to the north, or try the closed door to the south. Okay. I have an inkling that the closed door to the south will take us back up to that dome. And so I'm just going... Jenny? Uh-huh. We're just going to assume that it goes back up to the dome. Okay. Okay? We're not even going to try. Okay. We're going to go north. That's good. I hate trying. North. Arboretum. The walls here are painted white and are utterly undecorated. An archway leads south. In the center of the room stands an earthenware tub. From it sprout a tangle of... From it sprout... Sprout a tangle... Mm, plurality problem there. Sprouts a tangle of vines, yeah. broad fan-like leaves, and an enormous golden flower. The luxuriant... Oh, because you have sprout agreeing with vines. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Tangle of vines. Uh, I see. Tangle, tangle, tangle is singular. Yeah, anyway. get you every time. The luxuriant growth clashes, you think, with the room's stark emptiness. An iron key is balanced neatly on the edge of the tub. Hey. Hey, we need that. That's going to open one of these locked doors that I've forgotten where they all are. Get key. The iron key. Taken. Another key. Always so, a pleasant find. Remember that it could unlock either a door you've not yet found or one you've already tried and found locked. That was a hint you did not need. 
Um, you know how the way that we approach things is based on our cultural understanding. Um, and someone from a culture that didn't have keys would think that these games are stupid. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can I examine the vines? The plant sits alone in its pot in the center of the empty room. The golden flower is nearly the size of your head. It rises from the tangle of vines and leaves that would better suit an unexplored south coast swamp than somebody's home. A hint of sweet rank perfume touches you as you breathe. (gasps) Can we smell the flower? Smell of flower. You lean forward and take a deep breath of the flower's aroma. Memory nearly bursts through. Mm. Dank jungle in the earthenware tub. You are standing waist-deep in an empty earthenware tub in the middle of a trackless jungle. Heavy and tangled trunks and vines loom in every direction as far as you can see, and you can't see far. The sky is entirely obscured by layers of vegetation. Only a green, murky light filters down to you, but golden flowers dot the trees like bursts of sun. Okay, I'm pretty sure this part isn't critical path because I don't remember it at all. <laughs> hmm. Are we able to enter the tub? We are standing in the tub. Oh, we're in the tub right now. Yes. Okay. I see. Uh, Jenny, you have to drive because I am flustered. Okay. Well, we have a new key. Um, what do we do in the jungle, though? Oh, are we? Okay. So we're in the... I'm confused. We're in the tub. We have shrunk and down and we're inside the tub like Honey, I Shrunk okay, the Okay, we're tiny now. I thought we were yeah. in a memory of something. Oh, that might... I think we're... Honey, I shrunk the kid. Okay, okay. So... Well, okay, so no. You're, mm, you're standing waist-deep in the tub, and the tub. this tub is empty. The previous tub had a big... Like, was full of dirt and a flower. But now the tub is empty, and oh. everything around you is dirt and, and plants, you see. Okay, okay, so I have no idea oh, what's going Oh, so on. maybe we stepped into one of those crazy portal things, and now we're in the... Although we're still standing oh. in the t- an empty tub. Okay. I kind of have no so idea So exit tub. On. Yeah, what happens if we leave the tub? Get out. You swing your legs out of the tub and find the world swinging around you. And you're back in the Arboretum. Hey, that's cool. So this game... It's giving me a headache. So one of the things that we have not uh, broached in this game is that there is an expert mode. And you can turn that on at the beginning. Only at the beginning. Okay. And then all the, pu- the, the puzzles become like one notch harder. Okay. So in expert mode, the key is in the the jungle side tub. Oh, okay. In, in introductory mode, it's in the tub that you like come across immediately. So you have to do one more thing in expert mode. And there's also an impossible huh. mode, which... Huh. Is that literally impossible? Maybe. <laughs> You'll have to try that one yourself. Hey, listeners. Okay. So now I wonder what mode I was playing on, because I don't remember anything at all. Our next command comes from <laughs> Heidi Mandolin. Thanks, Hi, Heidi. Heidi Mandolin. Yay! Uh, Heidi says, X, suspicious umbrella stand. That's a great <laughs> command. Ooh. Doomed to failure. You can't see any such thing. Oh... But if we could, there would have been nachos in it. Yes. Well, there yeah. would have been a suspicious yeah. umbrella. 
Yeah. Obviously. Impaling some nachos. Right. Yeah, no yeah. Boy, do in I want impossible nachos. mode, I want these things too. that don't exist in the game are implemented. And the nearest place to me that serves nachos serves vegan nachos. Not, oh no! Not They're okay. They're not bad. Okay, I'm suspicious of vegan cheese most of the time. Yeah, it was like cashew cream. I mean, I, yeah, it, that was that's tasty, but you can't call it cheese. No, I'm um I'm going to brag a little bit. The nearest place to me that serves nachos is like a one minute walk out my back door. That's pretty good. Yeah, and they're real cheese, because this is Wisconsin. Mm. And we kick all the vegans out at the border. I can understand that. I know where to go to get Are you going to force the vegans to pay, pay for the wall that you build? Yes. <laughs> yes. The wall made of yeah. cheese. <laughs> yes, the cheese wall. They're going to hate that. Um, Some uh, of them, I can assume, are good people. <laughs> So, okay. Um, if we play this game as if we believe that uh, we can't, that, that there's nothing upstairs for us that we want. Right. Um, oh, we also have a torch that we can light and go yeah, around in the... and there were a bunch of rooms off of the room with the fire in it that we haven't explored yet. So I propose that we uh, go south, east, southeast, West. Okay, sitting room with a fireplace. And um, on the off chance that there's a timer on the torch, yeah, let's not light that right away. But uh, what were the exits from here? Mm, south, southeast, and east. And in fact, yeah, okay. So east is back to the corridor, south is to the study, and southeast it's going to turn out to be, spoilers, to the room with a mirror. Okay. Oh, okay. That's just, that makes that's just sense. A triangle. Yeah, that makes sense because of geometry. Um, then I say we take the painting. Take painting. You lift the desert painting down from its hook. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just realized what that we've gone through... Oh, wow, we have a lot of backers. Thank you, all of our backers. Thanks, backers. But we're, like, roughly halfway through the backers. So hey! Maybe we'll, we won't get to all of them in this episode. Yeah. Maybe we'll do the rest of them next episode. Yeah. I really, truly believed um, You really, truly believed that, 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 that 2d6 times 60 was, like, yeah. going to fit in. Well, now I've been... No, I've been alternating between, like, two and three minutes. Mm, well, okay. now. But... Mathematics takes uh, its toll. I, yeah. yeah. I'm a dumb person. <laughs> this, this will, this, we will, um, uh, pay homage to a great guy by making this the last one of the cast. This is Simon Carlos. Hey. Hello, Simon. Hey. Thanks, Simon. Um, he, uh, if I'm reading this correctly, was the very first backer of the Clash of the Titans Kickstarter. That's Excellent. awesome. Thank you very much, Simon. He's also a, a backer command. of the Lands and many other fine IF things. He's Yay. a good guy. Um, his command, which I will now do in real life, yeah. because I respect this guy so much, is hit self. <laughs> oh, hit self. I did that too realistically. I think I dislocated my jaw. Oh, violence is wow. not the answer to this one. Yeah. Mm. 
Should have hit myself like in the chest. Yeah. That's smart. No, you have an option. Yeah. About how you want to. Now I'm mad at Simon Carlos. (laughs) I'm really mad at myself, but I'm projecting. Uh, I mean, Simon Carlos did tell you to hit yourself. He did. Can I be blamed if I hit myself? I don't know. And then have to go to the hospital. Why are you hitting yourself, Ryan? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> yeah, Why stop hitting, hitting yourself. <laughs> Why are you hitting yourself? You guys are mean. <laughs> I'm telling mom. <laughs> um, then, okay, but we still want to go through a little more of this game. We want to get to a point where we unlock a significant door okay and then yeah. feel cool about it and then say we leave the rest of the game to you clash of the typians listeners yes. even though we told you that you should have listened you should have played this game already before you listen to this episode yeah. so it's kind of a schizophrenic we don't really care what's going on <laughs> kind of episode we just make things up as we go along anyway yeah that's a particular to this episode yes of the podcast <laughs> Yeah, this has never happened before and will never happen again. Let's light the... Can we light torch? Light torch. You thrust the torch into the fireplace, but whatever force burns in the glassy spheres is not true fire. The torch vibrates slightly, but it does not catch. Oh. We have, of course, so we, not mentioned the glassy spheres before because you never looked at the fireplace. we fire. never examined the fireplace, yeah, right? Sorry. That's okay. No, no, it's, it's my fault because that that could have been conditional text. I could have caught that case, and I didn't. Uh, um, examine fireplace. If you doubted this was a dream hold, you're certain now. The fireplace holds no wood, no ash. An odd basket of coiled silver wire holds a heap of glassy, glowing cherry-red spheres. Ins- insubstantial flames flicker above the spheres, and a mild warmth touches your face and body. But the spheres do not truly burn. They are not consumed. I think we can take one of these spheres. Take... With your gloved hand, you pluck one sphere from the glowing heat. Oh, yeah. Almost immediately, nice. its red light fades, leaving a dim gray glassiness. Hmm. Uh. You cautiously hold your other hand above the gray sphere and then touch it. You feel only cool glass. Hmm. So they're not going to stay lit outside the fireplace? Well, maybe if we put them inside an identical coil. Because, oh. you know, fire is powered by coils. Right. right. I did know that. Yes. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay. So what I'm thinking is that we uh, we take our straw torch in one hand and we reach into the fireplace and we just hammer on the glass spheres until one of them breaks and the torch catches fire. What do you think? You like this plan? Hit spheres <laughs> with torch. <laughs> I only understand you as far as wanting to hit the heap of spheres. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's hit the spheres. Violence is not the answer to this one. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) What were you even thinking, Chuckles? (laughs) Um, Let's uh, go south and, uh, against all odds, try to unlock the heavy door with the iron key. Iron key. The iron key unlocks the door. You turn the knob Yay! and swing it open. And bingo was his name Is the knob iron? Yes, yes. The knob is secured with a thick okay. iron lock. 
then I think maybe this is the end of Yay. the Dreamhold. Clash of the Titans presents the Dreamhold by Andrew Plotkin. Yay. Excellent. This leaves, Let's um, go eat nachos. This leaves plenty of things for, for the players to uh, to go out and do. Some of them could even yeah. try in an expert mode or impossible mode. Um, you know how you don't want to explain <laughs> puzzles to people? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh, I'm like itchy. Do you want to like name one thing and like go into it in depth? Yeah, let's name yeah. one thing and go into it in depth. Whatever it is you're itchy about, because I don't actually know what you're yeah. I'm itchy about the prospect of impossible mode, which I forgot existed. Oh, that's... Um, mm, I don't want to talk about that, because I'm not sure anybody... Exactly! I'm not sure anybody solved it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wouldn't want um, to confirm anything. Right. Sorry. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, what can we go into in depth? Uh, we didn't go, we didn't go upstairs, so we didn't see, um, there's a bunch of, like, made-up constellations that... That's cool. Yeah, there's there's an outside scene, there's the the whole, so you were, um, you were consciously, like, steering us around the business with the the stairs and the dome. The, uh, the other end of the corridor, the stairs go down. There's the... Oh, I didn't know that. The, the dome area is actually two multi, multiple levels. So you go from one yeah. end of the corridor, you go up to the dome. From the other end of the corridor, you go down to the basement where there's an orrery. And then you, there's also a ladder. You remember, we remember the ladder. We saw the ladder. Um, the ladder goes up from the basement through the dome to the upper level outside, which is where you see the constellation. So it's actually a, a extremely three-dimensional map for an IF game. Yeah. Which, of course, I was yeah. trying to get people to, you know visualize a little, a little bit more it may have been a little bit too confusing which is why i made a map and then never released the map anywhere <laughs> except inside the <laughs> ios app so that's really flipping helpful and then ripped it up into little pieces and put mm. it in your mouth and swallowed yes, it no i didn't do that um no that's not something you can drink yes thank you well done um <laughs> My I, what I figured, of course, when I was making the the iOS version, was that people would not want to take notes, right? You, if you're playing the game oh, yeah. on, mm-hmm. on a desktop machine, you draw on paper, which is what I assumed everybody was doing when I wrote this in 2003. Um, <laughs> foolish me! Uh, so, you know, then and several years later, I did a, a mobile version and said, well, obviously, I'm going to have to do the mapping for them, and. Now it's a few years after that. I'm thinking, why would I ever make a map and not just give it to everybody? Like, shouldn't everybody have the map? Yeah. So you can see the evolution of me turning into an old softy. So what else? What else did you change for the mobile version? I didn't change anything in the game itself. Okay. Um, the map is an external, like it's it's an, it's a part of the app, but it's I didn't change the uh, the the Z code file at all. I didn't even recompile it. I was kind of nervous about recompiling it, actually. Sure. <laughs> Other questions? Other questions? Oh, what else do we want to know? Um, how much... Uh, that's a dumb question. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> a lot of nachos. I ate a lot of nachos <laughs> while writing this game. Oh, that was going to be my question, too. Um, Have you... I, you should go first, Ryan, because mine is going to be a really dumb question. Why is there a triangle between the study and the chairs and the mirror room? 
I wanted to get people used to the intercardinal directions. <laughs> yeah, but there's also a loop. Yeah. Why is there a loop? Well, why not? I mean, first of all, there, that happens. It's a thing. Second of all, uh, I wanted to have a lot of doors, but not necessarily a whole lot of rooms in the study area. Like, the, you know, the game is obviously um, laid out in these expanding circles as really is Hadean Lands and a whole lot of my games. Like, you start in the cell, and then you get out of the cell, and you're in the stairway, and you get out, and then you're in the study area, which has three rooms to explore and a lot more stuff. And then you find the copper key, and you're out into the main area, which is a much larger circle, and there's even more stuff. Uh, but there's a little bit of gating there so that people can sort of take it in stages. Um, and, the, you know, the study region, I wanted to have lots of doors, but really only about three rooms. So, you know, a loop was an obvious way to handle that. Have you thought about designing a map around the Fibonacci sequence? Uh, no. Um, Didn't I do that? Did you? Did you do that? That's a, a joke. I had a, a, <laughs> a map that was shaped like a Nautilus shell. Oh. Oh, right. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put anything past you, Ryan. Yeah, so obviously the Fibonacci sequence is terrific. Um, and there's that mm -hmm. whole sunflower connection, like spiral connection. And those, yeah. that, that broccolini plant, which grows in Fibonacci fractals. So there are three-dimensional uh, topological analog, uh, you know, forms based on it, which would work. On the other hand, they do not correspond well to the north-south-east-west model. So that would be... This is true. You would either have to wrap it around in space the way, you know, um, the way, like, a an asteroid screen wraps around in a torus, so it's all north, south, east, west, but it's... But if you did that, but rather than being a simple torus, you had it... Mm, okay, so that this could work. This could work. <laughs> okay. But I don't think anybody would actually... It would, it would probably be less fun to play than it is to think about, is my response, yeah. actually. I think that that's true of a lot of ideas. Um, speaking of compass direction... Yes. In... I, I played Hadean Lance with Emily Bogheim. Yes. And we were um, in the same room on two computers, like, like talking to each other, kind of like this podcast, sure. only more um, inefficient because anytime <laughs> one of us actually made progress, we had to tell the other person what progress we had made and how to do that. Right. And that person mm. would have to quit what they were doing, too. Anyway, um, I... Oh, when we got to the actual Hadean part, yes, I noticed that the compass directions were all intercardinal, and I didn't say anything about it because I thought it was super obvious. And then Emily said, "Oh, I didn't notice that." So I just wanted to let you know that I did notice it. Cool. And kind of pat myself on the back on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's. I don't remember if I had a specific reason for doing that. Um, well, I. I tend to think that the intercardinal directions are the uncomfortable ones. I, and you make a place seem weird and creepy. There is that. The the actual both the, the actual Hadean lands layout is very square. It's all, you know, orthogonal corridors. So it was nice to get away from that a little bit. Um I was really trying to get more of a sense of distance outside rather than weirdness. I mean, you're, you're, oh. you're taking long walks out there, and I, for some reason, I was 
You know, it may have been I was just trying to cram everything in into a rectangular map. That map got really, <laughs> really cramped. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> I In one of those notebooks that we were talking about um, that I won't be able to find here, I was... I was thinking about some other game and that like thinking about how many rooms I can get away with and counting numbers of rooms and games yes. as a measure of complexity. And I was like, how many rooms does Hadean Lands have? And I drew the map out in my notebook and it fits in like two by three inches, but you can't tell what is going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's it's a lot of rooms. It's uh, a lot of rooms. It was a ninety, I think. Something like that. Wow. Jeez. That's a lot of rooms. Yeah, and you know, a lot of them are boring corridors, and a lot of them are closets where you could just as well just you know draw two rooms together and say, yeah, that's that's just all the stuff in the mechanics lab. Um, it's more rooms that I was expecting when I went in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and indeed, this game. And this many Kickstarter backers are more rooms than we were expecting when we climbed in. Yes. Thus, yes. I segue to the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, can we talk about and the wording of the <laughs> No. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, that... what? What? That was a joke because uh, on the the Infiction forum, somebody made a casual reference to the cardinal directions and the ordinal directions. And I said, wait, that that sounds wrong. And I went and Googled it. And in fact, the the diagonal northeast, southeast, etc. directions are sometimes referred to as the intercardinal directions, which makes sense, right? They're in between north and east. But Mm -hmm. someone, they're apparently sometimes referred to as the ordinal directions, which is completely... really. Goofy. Just because they're not cardinal? Yeah, but that's not what ordinal means, right? Or, yeah. The ordinal numbers are first, second, third, fourth. So I decided, I my contribution to that thread was saying that the ordinal directions should be northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Oh, I like yeah. that. So I, I'm now establishing that fact on the podcast okay. so that now someone can update Wikipedia and cite the podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey! Um, uh, 